Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by the Productivityist Playbook. It's time for you to put the personal back into your productivity, and the Productivityist Playbook will help you do just that and more. To learn more about how you can save some 
dollars on the Productivity's Playbook and a bit more about the product. Stick around, and I'll talk about more during the show. But for now, let's get on with things. Welcome to the Productivities Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy. And this week on the show, I have Jennifer Dawn joining me. She is the founder, the creator of Best Planner Ever. And we dive into the building of the Best Planner Ever. We dive into what else she does, because she's coaching as well. She does coaching. She has a lot of other things going on. Uh, and and the big the big principle I wanted to focus on was the building of a planner. As you can imagine, it's a, there's a real renaissance in paper planners. Uh, there are so many of them available now. I wanted to know what went into them. Of course, she's done far more than just build a planner. She's, you know, a serial entrepreneur who's grown two multi-million dollar businesses. She's a frequent speaker and author, and she serves high-achieving entrepreneurs through private business coaching, helping to take their companies further, faster. So we're going to take things further, this conversation further. Uh, let's do that right now. Here's my conversation with Jennifer Dawn about the best planner ever and so much more here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Jennifer Dawn to the Productivityist Podcast. Jennifer, thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're very welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for having me here. So I am holding uh, what is uh, possibly the least humble planner I've held. (laughs) 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 Although, to be fair, I've held books that are like, you know, best year ever. I'm like, really? Let's see. Uh So let's talk about the best planner ever, which I'm holding on to right now. Um, We live in a world right now where paper is making a, a, a massive comeback in a lot of ways. I mean, people are finding either new uses for it, or they're finding that it's something that they they need to hold on to so they can better connect with themselves. Uh, I just, uh, you know, recently, um, and you can list, I'll put this in the show notes, but I've talked to Joey Cafone from Baron Fig about this. I talked to Ryder Carroll about this when we talked about bullet journaling. Why, why did you build, and why did you and your team build a paper planner? Number one, you know, what was the reasoning behind it? Number two, why another one when there are so many out there right now that we're seeing more and more of them come out on a, on a, on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And it's, it's kind of a funny story. I swear the name did not come from me being like a giant egomaniac. It's not, <laughs> that's not really where it came from, but well, your photo you is know, not on the cover. So there's that. Right, like it's, right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, it's funny because um, there was a period in my career. So I'm a business coach. And before I'd gone out on my own, I was asked to lead um, a national network of women entrepreneurs. And I ran their masterminding and accountability circles. And the the company that, that did this, that I worked for, and they actually eventually made me the president of that company, they had a planner. And it was so funny because the, the founder of the company kept saying to me, you need to use the planner. You need to use the planner because I'm leading, you know, all these women and they're like, you need to use the planner, but I, I hated it. It was awful. (laughs) It just didn't, it didn't work for me. And I I think this is another reason why you see so many different planners out there because it's a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, like I never try to say like, Oh, my planner is the only planner. It's not like you've got to find one that really fits you to really make it work instead of trying to kind of fit into, um, the planner, find a planner that fits you. But, um, so after I left there and I went out on my own and I started coaching, I just was sitting, you know, at my desk one day and I'm looking at my desk and I've just got stuff everywhere. And I had gone through so many different planners and I just couldn't really find one that worked for me. And so I just, I, I, 
I do desktop publishing from my earlier in my career. And I just started laying something out. And then I started using it in my own business. Um, I've been a business owner for years. I worked in corporate for years. Um, and I just started laying something out and I started using it for my own business and my own productivity. And so I'm a mother. I have three children, a husband, you know, animals, a horse, like all these different things. And so I was really struggling with trying to find the balance between growing my business and of course running my family. And so that's where it kind of started. And as I was using it, I was loving it so much. And I said to my husband one day, I was like, honey, oh my gosh, this is the best planner ever. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call it that. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And so that's, that's where the name came from. And so I actually started using it because as a coach, I started using it with my clients because you can teach them all sorts of things and share all sorts of things, but like they needed a tool to right. take what I taught them and to implement it in their day-to-day -day life so that they could be more successful. And they started using it. They started getting really, really great results. They still get really great, great results. And so that's where it kind of really started. And so from there, I actually, it became its own company um, because it just, be, it got to be, you know, really popular and people started really liking it. And, and there you go. So that's the story. So it really was just me telling my husband, oh, this is just the best planner ever. Cause I had searched for so long to find, you know, one thing that would really do everything I needed it to do. I think what what really needs to be stated here too, and I, especially from someone who's built a planner, um, I'm talking about you. I'm working on a planner myself. I, you know, mm -hmm. I make no 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 uh, illusions, but for this very same reason that you're talking about, I coach clients, I teach them time crafting. There needs to be a tool for them to use that is actually something that, they, that like a t an everyday touchstone kind of thing, something that they can, they can use as an anchor. Um, mm -hmm. The, I think one of the keys that people miss when they're using a tool or they're or, or they're adopting a framework is this need to fill in every single component of it. And you know, when you're going right. through this the planner, I mean, there's there's a there's there's a lot here, but it's not. I don't find it overwhelming. I just find right. it that there is. Um, there's elements to it that are, it, it's kind of like that Bruce Lee quote, right? You know, uh, you know, uh, take what's useful, discard what isn't and add a piece of your own to it. Would you say that mm -hmm. that's like, based on your story, you just told me looking at this planner, would you say that, that, that is kind of what, what's happened here. And, and for those who are interested in picking it up, because there's always going to be people that are looking at like, I need, you know, I, I, you know, apps don't help me this free form, you know, I'm using a, you know, a, a Franklin Covey planner, but it's, it, it doesn't work for me anymore. When, when mm -hmm. they're picking up this planner, how important is it for them to know that it, it's, it's not about using every single component of it. It's about using it the way that you, you can use it that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that is really how you're going to get results from it, not filling out every line. And in fact, I've had some people come back and say to me, you know, Jennifer, I need more room. And I come back and I say, no, you don't, because <laughs> the, that's the point of the planner is to drill down to the things that are essential that you absolutely need to be working on. And I, I used so many planners before and they were just like glorified to do lists. And right. I just found myself like filling every line. And so when I, you know, know, in the design of this, and, and you know this as well, that like, 
it's not about filling out every line. It's about whatever you're going to put into this, into your day, making sure that it's essential, that it's important, that it's moving your goals forward. Um, that's really what it's about. It's not about every line. And even like in the teaching and stuff I do around it, I, I say to people like, look, some days in my planner, I've used all the space there. There are other days where I've used, you know, a quarter of the space because I just didn't need it and, and try to kind of get away from that thinking that you have to fill, you know, every line in. How, how do you feel about dated planners versus undated planners? Because I know that's a big thing. Oh, it is a big thing. Here's how I feel, Mike. I, I hate undated planners. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm let's, sorry. Let's, let's, get, let's get to this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why? Why do you hate undated planners? Here's why. Because if the date is not printed on the page, I have no real, like, I need to use it today. Because there's no date. So it works for any day. So for me, I'm just like, when I see that date printed on the page, I'm like, today's the day that I have to use it and I'm going to use it today. If it's not dated for me, I just feel like it's too like, oh, I could get to it when I want because I could use it any day. Now, I do have an undated version. I do a 90 day undated version because I've just had some people be like, Jennifer, I love your planner, but I don't use it every day and I need something a little more open and flexible and because I sell a dated planner, sometimes in those transition times, like right now, I'm selling a lot of 90 days because people are transitioning between, they're just now finding me and they haven't started for next year yet. So, but personally, like, and here's the other thing, right? We're talking about productivity. I don't have time to write in the date. There, <laughs> that's it, valid. That's valid. Right? Yeah, no, that's it, totally valid. I want it written on the page. And because it's written on that page, I'm much more likely to use it today because today's the only day that it's going to be good in my world. I'm like, well, tomorrow it's a different day. So, and I don't have time to write the date in. I, I just want it done for me. Right. Now let, let's talk about the planner itself. Cause it's only six months, right? It's only, it's only the first six months. And, and one of the things that at least the one I'm holding and, and the one thing that I'm a big believer in is I don't think that new year's day has to be the start of your year. I'm, I'm a oh, big, exactly. uh, so let's, let's dive into that a little bit. First off, why the decision to make it, you know, not a full year planner, at least the one I'm holding. And you've got, so obviously you've got that 90 day one that you were talking about. And secondly, your thoughts on that idea of New Year's Day being that that's it. That's when we start. Because I mean, that's, that's, I think a, a barrier to entry for some people. If they're like, Hey, I don't, you know, like for me, I start my year in September, right? Because that's when my kids right. go to school. So can we, can right. we dive into that a little bit? We absolutely can, um, because I actually have three different formats. So I have a 90 day that's not dated. I have the six month. And so the, the one that we sent you out was probably January through June. Yep. And then there's also a July through the through December. Um, but I also have a 12 month. So I have a, one that has January through December in it as well. So I offer all three. And the reason why I went with, well, I've already told you 90 day, because mm -hmm. some people, yep. you know, the transition times and, and whatnot. And but, seasons too, seasons, yeah. right? And and it's, it's kind of a simple thing. So the 12 month, when I included all the pages, it just got to be a little too bulky. And yeah. people were like, I don't quite need this many pages. And so in the 12 month planner, which is actually the one that's on my desk, that's what I use as the 12 month, because I want my whole year in one book, but I don't want it to be too bulky. So in the 12 month, I consolidated the weekly reflection and the weekend on one page. But in the six month, because I've got more room, I have a full expanded weekend, weekly reflection, and then there's an extra my week planning page. So you get a little bit, a few more pages in the six month and it doesn't get too bulky. But with the 12, it's just slightly, slightly condensed for the weekend so that we can get 12 months without it. Just it, that, was, that was really what it came down to was just 
it just got to be too bulky when we added those extra pages. And I mean, the, the great thing is if you do are like me and you start your year not on January 1st, you could just start with the later, like the later six month one, yeah, or you could absolutely, or you could pick up the 90 day, like the blank ones. I mean, it, the, you've built something, you build like kind of like an ecosystem that kind of works for anybody in terms of fluidity. One of the things I do like too, um, and again, this is not... I, I got to stress, we're not turning this into a commercial for planners. I mean, for the best planner ever. But we are talking about like the idea of what goes into something like this, because I think that's really important. You've got, I mean, you don't want to be carrying around if if you're using uh, analog tools, you don't want to be carrying around like a planner that is your day timer and then a journal and then this. Mm -hmm. You've actually, the way this is constructed, and this is one of the things I've noticed right out of the gate, is you you have built a journaling component within the construct of what exists on each page anyway. So you get a real sense of, okay, how will I feel good today? What did I eat? What were my steps? Like you get all that in this, this one, this one sheet basically per day. Exactly. That's exactly what went into the design because here I am looking at my desk and my busy day and I'm like, I I don't have, I can't go from this to this to this to this. I need one tool that's going to do it all for me. And so like, how will I feel good today is setting that daily intention so that you're starting the day on your terms before the world kind of, you know, has its way with you. Um, And so there is, there's a small space there for you to kind of journal a little bit and write, you know, what's your intention for today? There's the meal and the exercise tracking so that you can do your health stuff. And if you've noticed like the meal and exercise tracker is the exact size of a three by three sticky note. Mm. And so originally that space was blank um, because it was for a sticky note. And so now what I've done is it's a, it's an exercise meal tracker if you want it for that. And if you don't, you just stick a sticky note right on top of it. And now it becomes whatever you want it to be. And then the sticky note can actually move from day to day to day because I just, I like can't live without the sticky notes. I I, I need them. I use them. I, I can't live without them. <laughs> um, but that is exactly what I've done. I've kind of combined both. And there's a weekly reflection page in there too. And that's the coaching part of me, which makes, you know, wants you to stop and slow down and not be worrying about just like filling it up with things to do and stop and really think about where you are, where you're going, you know, your wins for the week. And and it's those weekly reflection questions that are a little bit of coaching, journaling um, that, yes, I've built right in there because I needed that reminder for myself to just slow down a little bit and take some time to reflect. Let's talk a little bit about the 10-3 strategy, the 10-3 goal strategy, because that's something that is that is. And you just talked about the reflection piece and that's in there. There's like a check mark updated. What can we talk about that 10-3 strategy? Because I think that this is an important piece that people should do, whether they're using some of the best planner ever or not. There's 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 a real good ethos and, and, and philosophy behind that. So can we t- touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So 10-3 is basically 10 minutes, three times a day. And I tie it to the A task. And the A task is not like, your most important thing in the sense of like, you know, the client meeting or the podcast interview or the vendor, you know, appointment, which are those things are very, very important, but you're going to do them anyway. Like we're going to show up for our clients. We're going to show up um, to be interviewed on the productivityist, right? We're going to do that no matter what. 
So the A task is really the thing that opens doors. It gets you out of your comfort zone. It pushes the envelope. And it really is something that is going to um, take you a step closer to your, your vision of what you want your life, your career, those things to be. And so I always, um, when I'm working with my clients, it's like, okay, like if it's something you're going to do anyway, yes, it's going to be important. That's a B. But the 10-3 is really about 10 minutes, three times a day, hopefully it's three A tasks, things that are going to really open doors and and do good things for you. Let's talk about the B through D tasks then, because I think that's another thing that, that, uh, because a lot of people, what they'll do, and and again, these are, these are phrasings that you've come up with, but there's going to be some commonality that you're going to understand. And and we're going to talk about how you, what productivity strategies and frameworks can work within this best planner ever. Spoiler alert, all of them. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah. the, the point is, what are the B and D tasks, B through D tasks, and how, how can one define those either within this planner or even, like I said, even outside of it? Yeah, absolutely. So B is going to be something that's important that needs to be done. Um, C is just things that, you know, kind of like do as you're able. And when I'm using my planner, kind of what I'll end up doing is kind of writing down my C's. And then sometimes when I get a block of time, I'm like, let me knock out some C's. I'll even flip back a couple of pages and then just start knocking out C tasks. But these are just things that I have found, you know, for those of us who love making lists, and I love making lists, I really, really do. And we'll we'll find ourselves just like doing stuff to, to get it crossed off a list. But what happens is that we end up crossing like easy stuff that doesn't really move us forward off the list. And so the number one thing when I'm like, hey, anybody who's struggling and meeting their goals, I'm like, well, let's look at what you're getting done. And they're like, oh, here's this big long list of all these things I'm getting done. And I'm like, well, that's because 80% of what you're doing is C tasks. And the rest might be B's and you don't have any A's on this list at all. That's why you're not moving forward with your goals. So C are things that, you, you know, it might be easy to knock it out, but I'll do C's when, like when I'm brain dead, when I just don't have the bandwidth, right? Or the mm-hmm. mental capacity for an A or a B. Um, or I'll just kind of try and kind of group those things together. Or I'll just, I'll just move them until another day because they're just, they really aren't that important. Um, D is going to be delegate. And for me, it's that reminder that I cannot do it all. And I'm, I cannot be alone in this where I, you know, I need that reminder because I tend to want to just sort of do it myself, do it myself. Um, and we can't do it ourselves. And so D can actually be like anything from like telling my husband, I need you to make dinner tonight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm I'm working a really long day and I just really need you to help me and make some dinner. Make, you know, telling my children, I'm sorry, but you have to do the dishes tonight. All the way to reminding myself that, wait a second, um, you know, I have this great team, make sure that I'm sending them work, make sure that I'm I'm not really taking on the stuff that I don't really need to be doing. So that's what the D is. We're going to take a break from the show now to talk about a product that I've put together and I'm very excited about, and it's been out for a while, but now's the time of year for you to pick it up. In fact, any time of year is the time of year to pick it up. It's the Productivityist Playbook. Now, what is in the Productivityist Playbook? Well, it, there's an ebook there that's going to help provide you with the basics that you'll need to shape your own personal productivity workflow. You get audio files. So if you're an audio learner, you like audiobooks, you like podcasts, they will support you along the way as well. And you get to hear me do that. So that that guiding voice of Yours truly, Mike Vardy, will be there with you. There's also videos so you can see me as I dive into some of the tips and tactics that are discussed in the ebook. And there's a formal introduction to time crafting, which is the personal productivity philosophy and methodology that I've 
put together over years of working with people. It, it's a methodology that's designed to be flexible, simple and durable, and it, it really helps you define your day, filter your focus, and make every moment matter. But there's an element that I have that's in this product that I don't have anywhere else. I bring these things up with coaching clients and in workshops, but I, they're kind of dripped out over time. You don't get these right away. And you kind of have to have the foundation down first. So if you're going to pick up the playbook, I encourage you to read the ebook first, but then you get these base plays. And I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't see these plays. And what they are, are they're basically things that you can integrate into your life so you can spend less time guessing and more time going. Think of this as a, uh, if you're a football fan, uh, there's a playbook that uh, everyone in the offense and the defense gets. And it's basically a series of, of things that you need to do uh, plays that you need to run against the uh, opposing team so that you have a better chance of either succeeding against them offensively or defensively. And these base series of plays are, uh, uh, you know, you, you could call them hacks, but they're not one-time hacks. They're they're small things that can lead to bigger impact that you can implement right out of the gate. So you get a base series of eight plays with this as well. Now, how much is this package? Well, this is a lot of stuff that you get, and normally it's a, it's 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 forty nine bucks to get this. But because you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, you can get this for ten dollars off. So if you go to productivityist.com slash save ten, you can get the Productivityist Playbook package for uh, ten dollars off the regular price. So go to productivityist.com slash save ten to make that happen, and. Uh, I hope you'll join me on this journey. This is the, the the gateway to a more productive life so you can put the personal back in your productivity and uh, you know take your productivity to the next level. So go to productivityist.com slash save 10 to get the Productivities Playbook for $10 off the regular price. Uh, great savings, great deal for a great listener like you. Now, that's it for the uh, the uh, spot here. I'm done talking about this. Let's get back to talking to Jennifer about the best planner ever. I want to talk about simplicity when it comes to productivity and time management because on its face, when people look at something like this or any kind of tool, they they they're some people, especially because it's mindset oriented, right? Like they just can't wrap their head around like what about like a simple to do list? Like can't I just do that? Um, there's a difference between being something that's being that, that's easy to do and something that's simple to do. And I think there's a distinction there. When you're looking at the, this planner and when you're talking about the things you're talking about, there's a simplicity to them, but they're not necessarily easy to do because we've got our own biases in the way and all that stuff. How do you help people, planner aside or a planner with it, because it is the tool, to bridge that gap between understanding, hey, look, it's not as it's it's may not it may not be easy, but it's simpler than you think. And here's how we can bridge the gap so that you can start to you know move forward uh, with with the things that you really want to move forward with every day. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know the truth of it is, um, it's it probably is a little bit easier to just make a a to do list. Like anybody can do this. You can just write stuff down and start crossing things off. Right. That is actually super simple and super easy. The difference is that when you're seeing that you're not really moving forward in your life or in your work goals, um, in your career, when you're starting to see that you're really not going in the direction you want to go, or you're not really making progress where you want to make progress, that's where it comes down to. Um, It's that part of like making that commitment that, you know what, 
I'm going to learn how to be more effective with my time. I'm going to be a little more strategic with what I'm saying yes to, what I'm saying no to. For me, that's the difference. The system itself is really, really simple. But when you're first starting to use it, it can absolutely be harder for those of us who are just, you know, when you're just used to writing things on a to-do list to now have to stop and say, wait a second, what's the most important thing? What's the second most important thing? Like, in the beginning, that can absolutely be a little bit harder, but it's worth it if you want to see more forward progress on your goals. That, that I think is really, it's like, are you willing to make the commitment to, I, I really want to move myself further, faster. And if you do, then you're going to be willing to invest a little more time in what your to-do list looks like every day. Back to what we were talking about earlier and how the, the planner came to be, um, the idea that there are a lot of different planners out there is one thing, but there's a lot of different productivity philosophies and methodologies out there. Um, they've been around for a long time. Uh, it's funny, you know, I was talking to somebody about, uh, she was actually, I was talking to my client about this, but the, the, the book, How to Live on 24 Hours a Day by Arnold Bennett, which Cal Newport <laughs> mentions in his book, Deep Work. And that book's like over 100 years old. But human behavior really hasn't changed all that much in its relationship to how they treat time and how, how we deal with all that. Sure, some of the ways we spend our time have changed changed, but a lot of the principles haven't. When it comes to using your planner, how important was it for you to create something or craft something that allowed people to bring what they had to the table already, maybe a knowledge of a of another framework that they'd been using, or uh, maybe some methodology that was kind of uh, bestowed upon them in the organization that they were working with, or maybe the tools that they were using, like a digital tool. How important was it for you when you were building this to say, hey, I need to take elements of this into account so that the 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 learning curve is not going to be as steep or as, um, you know, foreboding for them to kind of tackle? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. And when I designed it, I think the, the two words that come to mind when I've designed this were gentle structure. Mm. That's really what I've tried to give people is gentle structure. And and for me, like rigid systems don't work for me. Um, I, I uh, People are going to be like, that Jennifer, but like time blocking, for example. Um, time blocking is great for my client appointments. Um, I've, I've used it for when I want to go ride my horse. I use it for when I want to go get a massage. Okay, great. I'm time blocking for that time. It's important. I'm setting it aside. But like using time blocking to like work on a project does not work for me. Right. It's never worked for me. Um, and then I start feeling just really like claustrophobic and pressured. I'm like, oh, I've, I've set aside this hour and I have to work on this thing and it doesn't work for me. Now, there's going to be people out there that time blocking is like their their salvation and it works for them. And that's fantastic. And so really my philosophy around this is is is, is gentle structure. It's like, look, I'm not trying to give you a rigid system here. I'm trying to give you gentle reminders for the pieces of the day, which I, I think are important if you really want to move your life and goals forward. And that's really why I designed it was about moving my life and my goals forward because I'm a forward <laughs> forward girl, <laughs> right? I don't like to feel like I'm just going through the motions day after day. I, I really want to grow and expand and I, I want those things for myself. I want those things for people who, who use my planner, um, people who work with me, all of that. And so I, it's really not a rigid system. Um, 
you know, the elements are there so that people can really kind of pick what they like. If you want a time block, great. There's time slots from 6 a.m., you know, up until late at night. Okay. Um, if you don't want a time block, that's fine too. I mean, I actually have people that don't use the timed appointments at all. Um, I have some that are just using the weekly reflection. I have some that just use the meal tracker, like they use pieces of it. And that's really how I designed it is so you can kind of pick and choose which pieces of it work for you. And then I'll also see people as they start to get kind of into the habit of using it, like they'll start with certain elements. And as they get better at it, they're like, oh, this is really great. I'm seeing a real difference in my day. Then they start to use more and more of what's there. But it's it's really not supposed to be a rigid system. I'm not a rigid person. I, you know, I want to be able to do what I want to do. I don't want people telling me what to do. So the planner is really just kind of there more to support them through the day. But But it's not supposed to be like, this this rigid stick to it or you'll fail kind of thing let's let's uh, as we get close to wrapping up let's let's jump back a bit to talking about the dated part of the planner because i mean uh, i i'm on the fence with both of those things but i definitely do see the the benefit of having like you've committed this is the date this is what i need to use that's a trigger for people to actually use it but in a world that moves so quickly and with a lot of technology and you know Email drives a lot of what people do, which I'm sure you and I could have a whole conversation about that. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you help people, whether it's with the best planner ever or whether it's with any, you know, any paper based uh, tools, how do you help people and what do you recommend people do to keep those things front of mind or ready and available when they're trying to build this habit of using a paper planner consistently? Because we 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 live in a world now where it's the tech the technology is no longer paper paper is a technology but it's not the predominant one we're talking about you know plenty of other digital tools and they mm-hmm. tend to draw our attention more than than a planner does you mentioned you have yours on your desk i'm sure that's one that's definitely one way but what are some other ways that that you've either taught your clients or that you recommend that people can have so that they know oh right this is the place i'm supposed to look first or this is the place where everything lives Mm, Yeah. So the first thing that I would say to that is you need to find a planner that actually works for you. Because if you're trying to force yourself to use a planner that doesn't really work for you, it's going to be really hard. Um, You might be using it for a little while, but if it just isn't working for you, it's going to be really hard to get into that habit of using it every day. Um, That would, I would say is number one, and it doesn't have to be mine. I mean, just any planner. There's so many, as you've mentioned, there's so many planners out there. So just, you know, look around, find a planner that really aligns with you as a human being, um, because when it's in alignment with you, you're actually going to want to go and use it every day instead of it being like this, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, get into my planner and use it every day when it when it aligns and it's a it's a useful tool, you're going to want to open it up. The next thing I would say is, you know, with the planner and with my my clients and people that I've worked with, I try to get them to to make that planner like the central, the central thing, put everything in it. Don't just put this in it or, 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 or one other element in it, like put everything in it. And this is why the personal can be in there. The work can be in there because then it starts to really become so much more useful when it becomes like your go-to, when you know the kids appointments are in here and my doctor's appointment is in here and my vendor meeting is in here. Like it's all in one place. It starts to now become so much easier because it's all in one place. Um, so it's, again, it's easier to make it your go-to. 
the the other thing I would suggest is that I have sticky notes everywhere. I'm like a sticky note fiend. Um, I have sticky notes in my car. They're on my nightstand. They're in my kitchen. They're in my bathroom. They're on my desk. Like they're everywhere. And so with the sticky notes, anytime I have anything that sort of comes to mind or I need to remember to do, I'm putting it on a sticky note. But the key is that I'm taking it and I'm sticking it in the planner. So I, I work with clients who come to me and they've got notes like everywhere. They've got this journal over here and this planner over there, and they've just got everything all spread out. Well, none of it's useful because it's not all consolidated into one place. And then you're trying to remember where you put the note. So you can have the sticky notes, but whatever planner you're using, just make sure that they always end up in the planner. And now they're in one place you can sort through, you can organize, and that's where it starts to become that practical, useful tool that you just start to you just sort of almost naturally start to gravitate towards just using it every day because it's all in there. Yeah, I think it's important for people who use sticky notes to realize that they're satellites. They're not really the master. Right. <laughs> you know, they have to have a place that the signal is being sent to or from. So if you put yes. it in, in a paper planner, then then and the great thing about a dated planner, too, is that the, the date can connect with whatever you wrote down. So that could trigger in case you captured the item poorly or whatever, it can maybe, you know, failing the proper capture practice, then you end up going, oh, right, that's what that thing is. So I think that that's a really valuable insight. Um, Jennifer, this has been a really great conversation. Um, I know that, uh, again, uh, the the idea of, of putting... Uh, we're seeing that renaissance of, of, like I said, paper tools. And as 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 we we close out here, why do you think that paper planners and and paper has made such a a, a bit of a comeback, or or we've seen a return to it over the past several years when technology really the digital tools have just gotten better and better? Why why paper now? You know, I me for me personally, there's a reason why you hear things um, popping up now, like I'm going to take a technology fast, right? I'm going to disconnect. We're so connected. Technology is everywhere. You know, you you can't go to a restaurant with, without seeing people constantly on their phones. Heck, most people can't get in their car and drive somewhere without still being on their phones. Um, we're so connected. I think the beautiful thing about paper is it's it's like the opposite of the technology. Um, it's it's a way to disconnect. It's quiet. Um, it's not like I know that there's not going to be an ad that pops up inside mm -hmm. of my planner, right? Um, I'm not going to be distracted by emails dinging and text messages going off. Like it literally for me is a way for me to quiet my mind and completely disconnect from all the technology, all of the stuff so that I can really focus on me, myself, my life, my goals. Um, the paper lets me do that with, there's no Google ads popping up in my planner. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just like this safe space where I can go and I can just be quiet and it's all about me. Um, that would be, that's, that's for me, one of the reasons why I just love the paper planners. And I think, no technology can replace the act of writing something down, like seeing the writing, crossing it off when you got it done. Like it, there's just I, I haven't found any technology that replicates that feeling. <laughs> it just feels so good. Um, in my in my planner at the, the front pages, there's blank vision pages there. Mm -hmm. So you can actually do a vision board right in your planner. And for me, I can flip to that. I can get inspired. I can, it's a reminder of why I'm working so hard. And then I can go plan my day. And I just feel like that's hard to do on technology. I can just, I can hold it in my hands. I can feel it. I can live it. I can breathe it in and then go plan my day. And I just, I have I, technology just can't, can't, uh, it can't do that. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, Jennifer, thanks so much for taking the time today to speak with me. Where can people uh, find out more about you? Pick up The Best Planner Ever and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, it's really easy, right? The website is bestplannerever.com. And you there's contact form on there. People can find me there. They can pick up a planner. We do a whole um, a whole bunch of other supporting products. There's books and training and all sorts of things around it as well. But bestplannerever.com is the place to go. Jennifer, thanks for joining me today on the Productivity Podcast. You are so welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. So that's it. Big thanks to Jennifer for joining me this week on the show. You can learn about the best planner ever at the URL, and, but but better still, go to productivityist.transistor.fm slash 217, and you can get all the show notes, all the links, everything you need as a companion piece to this episode. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet and you don't want to miss a single episode, do that. Hit that subscribe button, and that way you can make sure that each and every week you get a fresh episode of the Productivity is Podcast in your podcast application of choice. And while you're in that podcast application of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, why not give the show a rating and review? It helps me make the show better. It helps people find the show. We learn from those and we celebrate those reviews. So please uh, give a rating and review if you find some time to do that. Uh, maybe put that in your task app. Put that in your best planner ever. Say, hey, you know, I'm going to give a rating and review uh, to the Productivities Podcast. Uh, I would really appreciate it. And I appreciate my producer, John Polster, for putting this show together. And I appreciate you for listening. That's it for this time. Thanks so much. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. We'll see you next time.